looking forward to breaking this down because it is one of the biggest stories in the economic world right now, really in in the country and the world about cryptocurrency and uh, this FTX meltdown. John Nagel joins us right now from Gordon Law Group. And uh, John, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on again, John. And when we were chatting just before we went on, I mean, I called it like it's like Bernie Madoff. Enron combined together as one. Is it that big of a deal in the crypto world? It's a pretty big deal. Uh, they had about $50 billion in assets, and they're declaring bankruptcy now. So it's a, it's a big deal. Enron was only at $60 billion, so it's similar in size. All right. So first of all, I know this is definitionally it's hard to grasp what cryptocurrency is. So in layman's terms, in the simplest way possible, what is FTX? So FTX is one of the largest trading platforms in the world. Um, You're able to exchange your coins with other coins on the platform, and they sit there uh, almost as they would in a a bank. Okay. But you've put your your currency, American dollars, let's say. I put $10,000 into FTX, and it spits out that I have blank amount of coins. So what you would do is, uh, instead of putting it directly into FTX, what you'd be doing is putting the your currency into a coin. Uh, we'll say Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, one of the more popular ones. And you would no longer have U.S. dollars in FTX. Right. You would be holding Ethereum or your Bitcoin tokens in FTX. But if Ethereum went up in value and I said, I want it back, I would then get American dollars back if I wanted uh, if, to, if I wanted so to sell it? So what you would have to do is you'd have to sell your Ethereum. Right. And then you could withdraw your your cash after uh, the sell went through. So it's not all that different than the way I buy stocks, like on E-Trade or something. Exactly. Very similar. Okay. So when all of a sudden there were... Well, how did it start? What was the rumors going around? Yeah. So uh, last weekend, uh, Binance um, let out a tweet that... And Binance is what? Yeah, Binance is one of the major competitors of FTX. It's uh, the largest uh, trading platform in the world. And they let out a tweet that... Oh, there could be trouble over there. It seems like they're making some risky investments uh, with their customers' um, funds that they're holding. Right. And I just want to stop for a second because just like a bank or just like any other thing, they take the money that you are storing in there and they use that to make money for themselves. I mean, that's how it works. Uh, Absolutely. And in this case, it turns out that the owner of FTX also has another investment fund uh, called Almeida. And he put a lot of money into Almeida, and they were more aggressive in their investments, and the funds were not available to FTX after that. Because they went away. They were bad investments. It, pretty much. Okay. <laughs> I know we're still learning as we go on this. So, Because someone just texted in. So ask, where did the $50 billion go? Does FTX have any of the assets? So that's where the assets were. That's where the customer's money had gone, were into investments that were risky and into this other company mm-hmm. that he owns that were extremely risky and it's all gone well hopefully it's not gone mm-hmm. uh, but right now it's not liquid and if you are trying to withdraw your investments that you had in ftx it, you weren't able to this week and now that they filed bankruptcy everything's on pause uh, none of it's accessible to any of the cu- customers right now and i also saw earlier this morning that about 600 million dollars was withdrawn from FTX, and it might might have been a hack, or might have been somebody on the inside pulling their funds out. So it's so that complicates it even little, further. It gets a little messy. Yes. Okay. 312-981-7200. Six real. I appreciate that text, because I think this can get over people's heads, including my own. So if we need to slow down or recap, you just let us know. Okay. Is there any sense of how many customers this is? 
that, that have been affected? I mean, oh, thousands, right? Y- yes, yes. Uh, it's it's pretty terrible because everyone who had their funds tied up in there, they're, they're stuck right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the, their next step would be to uh, file a claim in the bankruptcy proceedings to state what they had tied up. And these don't move quickly. Like It's going to be months and months before there's any chance of them having any of their funds returned. So mm-hmm. they're just waiting stagnant right now. John Nagel from Gordon Law Group. Okay, let me just re- just to reset this all. In 1929, when the stock market crashed and everyone went to the banks and they wanted money out of the banks, uh, the, we bled the banks dry, essentially, right? And mm-hmm. people lost their life savings because the banks had made investments. They were invested in the very stock market that brought everything else down. That's a very simplistic way of looking at it. The U.S. government then reformed the way banking works so that that money that you put into a bank is insured, right? That you will yeah. be able to get that money back no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. FTX is nothing like that, right? Is there any laws or rules so, or regulations that govern this? So right now, the regulations are very loose. Um, that's something that will be coming up, I think, now that the uh, midterm elections are complete, is that there needs to be some sort of regulation in place for the U.S. exchanges. And right now, because it's up in the air, they don't know what type of regulations are going to be um, put in place by the government. A lot of these exchanges are establishing their headquarters uh, overseas, where U.S. laws will not affect them. Okay. And this is similar to what happened with FTX. I mean, their headquarters in the Bahamas, uh, their, their main headquarters, they also have FTX US, but their main corporate headquarters is overseas where they would not be impacted by any type of uh, regulation that the US government wouldn't put in place for these um, cryptocurrency exchanges. Are there any exchanges that are based in the United States that are somewhat more regulated? Or does this this raise the doubts in people's minds Oh my gosh! Are all of their, are, are are all cryptocurrency exchanges at risk? Well, I, I think right now there really isn't that much regulation that in, in place. So that's something that a lot of government agencies right now are battling over who has control over cryptocurrency. Is it going to be you know the the SEC or is it uh, some other entity that's going to be created to oversee how these transactions are uh, regulated by the federal government? Uh, Right now, there's not the safeguards that there are in place for, for banks, where you have to have the funds available for your clients to withdraw at their at their request. Mm-hmm. And without that, these companies are able to invest it as they choose. Aggressively, and, often. Yes, yes. And <laughs> when their clients get nervous and want to withdraw the funds, they're not available all the, all the time, like we saw here with FTX. Now, there are other exchanges that are have a more reputable reputation, I would say. At least that's what I've been told. But didn't FDX have a reputable re- reputation a couple it, weeks ago? <laughs> it, it, it seemed like it, right? Like they, um, their their name is on the uh, Miami Heat stadium. They had a lo- bunch of Super Bowl commercials. Oh wow! So uh, I think all the umpires in the uh, major leagues had FTX on their uh, jerseys. So they've invested a lot of money in building up this reputation as a trustworthy company. And in the last week, it crumbled down very quickly. Uh, their uh, CEO on Monday said. Relax. This is under control. And then on Tuesday, there's rumors about them being bought by Binance. And then Binance said, "No, we're not going to do this." After uh-huh. taking a look at their books, yeah. And on Friday, they declare bankruptcy. It was a very quick escalation of things for them. It is. It is a crazy story. So again, if this was a U.S. company, if it was based in the United States, maybe we don't have the regulations set up, but. The United States is at least starting to try and get into that world of regulating. Yeah. So because we don't know or these companies don't know what the regulations will be, they set up offshore in different countries. 
uh, is there any Bahamas laws that oversee this stuff? Are they trying to catch up and and play that game too, or are they lax and that's how it's designed? I, I think it's a little more lax over there. I can't uh, uh, cite any of their, their laws by uh, offhand. You didn't pass but, the bar in the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, I did not pass okay. the Bahama bar. Okay. But, <laughs> I, uh, I, my presumption is that it's a little more lax, and that's why companies are setting up uh, overseas right now, because they don't have to worry about uh, restrictions and regulations uh, from those governments being uh, uh, put, placed on them. Okay, so billions of dollars essentially down the drain, or I guess the investment money that has been invested down the drain. And now that they're in bankruptcy, everything is frozen. What does that mean? So if you were a customer of FTX, it means you can't access your funds right now. Okay. Like everything's on lockdown. So does it just freeze wherever it was before? You have X amount of coins as you did before, or does the value of your account still go up and down based on the value of the coins you hold? So you still have uh, the same amount of coins in there, okay. but those coins are fluctuating day to day. Yes. So it may go up and may go down. As we've seen the last year, it's been going down, and being able to uh, cash out uh, essentially it's impossible. is yes, and it makes it very difficult when you could be seeing your assets depleting over the next couple months while this bankruptcy proceeding. Uh, is ongoing still. 708 says, lost a ton of money on FTX. Do we still have to pay capital gains? Do I just go to wow. jail? What happens with that? So it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's bad question. news. It's bad news. So um, the Tax Cut and Jobs Act that was passed in 2017, it removed you taking a deduction on your Schedule A, like itemizing these losses. Now uh, what you can do, once it's uh, been decided that this is a... Um, it's a worthless asset mm-hmm. that you can't get it back. FTX is not going to be issuing any of these funds back. Then you could write it off as a capital loss, but you're limited just to what the basis is. Uh, it wouldn't be the fair market value. So if you paid $50,000 for Ethereum or Bitcoin and you're holding it, but right now it's valued at, let's say, 150000 You tripled like, your money in, yes, in theory. Yes. So you would have a fair market value of 150000 in there, but... You could only write off the loss of the fifty thousand that you initially put in uh, your your basis in the uh, in the asset, and then that and a write off doesn't mean you're getting that money back. You're it, just writing it off exactly your, 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 or just exactly. gross income. It could be it could be used to offset other capital gains if you had any, and then oh. you're limited to only three thousand dollars on non capital gains. Uh, so if you um, you know have a significant amount of uh, self employment income. You could only use $3,000 of that loss to offset your self-employment income, then it just carries forward to the the following years. Well, we say this is going into bankruptcy court. Is that in Bahama bankruptcy court, or is that an American bankruptcy court? No, no, it'll be in the U.S. bankruptcy court, and uh, it does not move quickly. So it's going to be a very long, drawn-out process, and right now we're recommending that most of our uh, clients, they sit tight, that they don't try to claim the loss right now until the bankruptcy proceedings uh, run their course because they might end up receiving um, a portion or uh, hopefully all of their uh, investment back. And if they do claim it as a uh, as a capital loss, then they're going to have to report it as ordinary income. And that ordinary income is taxed at a very high rate yeah. compared to capital gains. So I've obviously Gordon Law Group, you guys have done a lot of work with cryptocurrency. You guys know this stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you had customers from FTX reaching out to you guys? Uh, not yet, since it, it just happened yes. on Friday, but I have a feeling that <laughs> it's um, there, there might be an avalanche of this. If someone is harmed by this, can they reach out to you guys, Is there at least to talk to you all about it? Uh, absolutely. And what we would do is uh, we could develop a plan to move forward and how they're going to um, 
uh, I guess, address this issue in their tax planning for 2023. Is this is going to be a uh, significant loss for a, a lot of people? I mean, they had a lot of funds tied up in here. It's one of the largest um, uh, crypto exchanges in the world, and I feel like a lot of people are going to. Be, be in some trouble. They're very concerned about this. When some people are saying this is the end of coin-based uh, currency, other people are saying, well, stop, let's let's hold on. This is a bump in the road, perhaps, for cryptocurrency. Blockchain technology is still really strong. There's a future. Where, where do you s- sit on that fence? I know this is hard because, obviously, you guys know a lot about this world. What do you think? I, I don't think it's going away. Mm-hmm. I, I still think that it has a very strong foothold in um, the, the everyday person's life, that they're, they're using this to uh, not only as an investment, but also as you know, a decentralized uh, finance like type of uh, payments. Like you, you can use this without it being re- recorded if you don't want to, uh, uh, I guess, sort of to be off the grid, if you want to purchase a... Uh, uh, Whatever anything, it is, anything it's off the grid a little bit. Yes, yes, and a lot of people uh, enjoy that privacy, and I don't think it's going to go away. I think this was a pretty big hit for it, but it's um, likely going to be sticking around for foreseeable future. I just got a text from the six three. I'll have to confirm this. There's a lot of rumors flying along, but I saw that uh, this person texted in that a Canadian teachers fund had funds there. I don't know if maybe some of oh, these wow. pensions groups were investing in some of this, at least part of part of what they had. Mm-hmm potentially seeing a giant upside, but that's a whole other thing, right? I mean, yeah. th- this is going to have ripple effects for weeks, I imagine. No, oh, a- absolutely years. Like, it's, uh, <laughs> it's big. It, it, it's, yeah, this is, this is very big. It's, as I said, it's about $50 billion in assets that are now frozen. So it's, it's going to affect a, a lot of people that invested in. Hopefully there weren't a lot of uh, pension investments in yeah. this because that, that's, whew, that's no good. detrimental. All right. So if people have had any concerns, they've been affected by this, Gordon Law Group is a great place to go. GordonLawLTD.com is the website. Is there a phone number? I see one on the website I can give out if that's what you guys prefer in case people want to call. Contact uh, Gordon Law Group, 847 847- Five eight four fourteen twenty six, but the website's a good place to get started. Oh, right? absolutely! All right, GordonLawLTD.com. All right, John Nagel, you broke that down well for us. I appreciate it. Thank you. All <laughs> right, we will take a break. Then we got the news and more. Then more coming up on Let's Get Legal. Looking forward to breaking this down because it is one of the biggest stories in the economic world right now, really in in the country and the world about cryptocurrency and uh, this FTX meltdown. John Nagel joins us right now from Gordon Law Group. And uh, John, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on again, John. And when we were chatting just before we went on, I mean, I called it like, it's like Bernie Madoff, Enron combined together as one. Is it that big of a deal in the crypto world? It's a pretty big deal. Uh, they had about $50 billion in assets, and they're declaring bankruptcy now. So it's a it's a big deal. Enron was only at $60 billion, so it's similar in size. All right. So first of all, I know this is definitionally it's hard to grasp what cryptocurrency is. So in layman's terms, in the simplest way possible, what is FTX? So FTX is one of the largest trading platforms in the world. Um, you're able to exchange your coins with other coins on the platform, and they sit there uh, almost as they would in a, uh, in a bank. Okay. And, but you put your, your currency, American dollars, let's say. I put $10,000 into FTX, and it spits out that I have blank amount of coins. So what you would do is, uh, instead of putting it directly into FTX, what you'd be doing is putting the, your currency into a coin. Uh, we'll say Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, one of the more popular ones. 
and you would no longer have U.S. dollars in FTX. Right. You would be holding Ethereum or your Bitcoin tokens in FTX. But if Ethereum went up in value and I said I want it back, I would then get American dollars back? If I wanted uh, if, to, if I wanted so to sell it? So what you would it? have to do is you'd have to sell your Ethereum. Right. And then you could withdraw your your cash after uh, the sell went through. So it's not all that different than the way I buy stocks, like on E-Trade or something. Exactly. Very similar. Okay. So when all of a sudden there were... Well, how did it start? What was the rumors going around? Yeah. So uh, last weekend, uh, Binance um, let out a tweet that... And Binance is what? Yeah, Binance Sorry. is one of the major competitors of FTX. It's the, the largest uh, trading platform in the world. And they let out a tweet that... Oh, there could be trouble over there. It seems like they're making some risky investments uh, with their customers' um, funds that they're holding. Right. And I just want to stop for a second because just like a bank or just like any other thing, they take the money that you are storing in there and they use that to make money for themselves. I mean, that's how it works. Uh, Absolutely. And in this case, it turns out that the owner of FTX also has another investment fund uh, called Almeida. And he put a lot of money into Almeida, and they were more aggressive in their investments, and the funds were not available to FTX after that. Because they went away. They were bad investments. Pretty much. Okay. (laughs) I know we're still learning as we go on this. So, because someone just texted in. So ask, where did the $50 billion go? Does FTX have any of the assets? So that's where the assets were. That's where the customer's money had gone, were into investments that were risky and into this other company mm-hmm. that he owns that were extremely risky and it's all gone well hopefully it's not gone mm-hmm. uh, but right now it's not liquid and if you are tr- trying to withdraw your investments that you had in ftx it, you weren't able to this week and now that they filed bankruptcy everything's on pause uh, none of it's accessible to any of the cu- customers right now and i also saw earlier this morning that about 600 million dollars was withdrawn from FTX, and it might, might have been a hack, or it might have been somebody on the inside pulling their funds out. So it's so that complicates it, it even little, further. It gets a little messy. Yes. Okay. 312-981-7200. Six real. I appreciate that text, because I think this can get over people's heads, including my own. So if we need to slow down or recap, you just let us know. Okay. Is there any en- sense of how many customers this is that, that have been affected? I mean, oh, thousands, right? Y- yes, yes. Uh, it's... It's pretty terrible because everyone who had their funds tied up in there, they're, they're stuck right now. Mm-hmm. Um, th- their next step would be to uh, file a claim in the bankruptcy proceedings to state what they had tied up. And these don't move quickly. Like It's going to be months and months before there's any chance of them having any of their funds returned. So mm-hmm. they're just waiting stagnant right now. John Nagel from Gordon Law Group. Okay, let me just... Just to reset this all, in 1929, when the stock market crashed and everyone went to the banks and they wanted money out of the banks, uh, we bled the banks dry, essentially, right? And Mm -hmm. people lost their life savings because the banks had made investments. They were invested in the very stock market that brought everything else down. That's a very simplistic way of looking at it. The U.S. government then reformed the way banking works so that that money that you put into a bank – is insured, right? That you will yeah. be able to get that money back no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. FTX is nothing like that, right? Is there any laws or rules so, or regulations that govern this? So right now, the regulations are very loose. Um, that's something that will be coming up, I think, now that the uh, midterm elections are complete, is that there needs to be some sort of regulation in place for the U.S. exchanges. And right now, because it's up in the air, they don't know what type of regulations are going to be um, put in place by the government 
a lot of these exchanges are establishing their headquarters uh, overseas where U.S. laws will not affect them. Okay. And this is similar to what happened with FTX. I mean, their headquarters in the Bahamas, uh, their, their main headquarters, they also have FTX U.S., but their main corporate headquarters is overseas where they would not be impacted by any type of uh, regulation that the U.S. government wouldn't put in place for these um, cryptocurrency exchanges. Are there any exchanges that are based in the United States that are somewhat more regulated, or does this this raise the doubts in people's minds? Oh my gosh, are all of their, are, are are all cryptocurrency exchanges at risk? Well, I, I think right now there really isn't that much regulation that in, in place. So that's something uh, a lot of government agencies right now are battling over who has control over cryptocurrency. Is it going to be you know that the SEC or is it uh, some other entity that's going to be created to oversee how these transactions are uh, regulated by the federal government? Uh, right now, there's not the safeguards that there are in place for for banks, where you have to have the funds available for your clients to withdraw at their at their request. Mm-hmm. And without that, these companies are able to invest it as a choose aggressively and, often yes yes and <laughs> their clients get nervous and want to withdraw the funds they're not available all the, all the time like we saw here with ftx now there are other exchanges that are have a more reputable reputation i would say at least that's what i've been told but didn't ftx have a reputable re- reputation a couple it, weeks ago <laughs> it, it seemed like it right like they um their their name is on the uh, Miami Heat Stadium. They had a l- bunch of Super Bowl commercials. Oh wow! So uh, I think all the umpires in the uh, major leagues had FTX on their uh, jerseys. So they've invested a lot of money in building up this reputation as a trustworthy company. And in the last week, it crumbled down very quickly. Uh, their uh, CEO on Monday said, "Relax, this is under control." And then on Tuesday, there's rumors about them being bought by Binance. And then Binance said. No, we're not going to do this after uh-huh. taking a look at their books. Yeah. And on Friday, they declare bankruptcy. It was a very quick escalation of things for them. It is It is a crazy story. So, again, if this was a U.S. company, if it was based in the United States, maybe we don't have the regulations set up, but the United States is at least starting to try and get into that world of regulating. Yeah. So because we don't know or these companies don't know what the regulations will be, they set up offshore in different countries. Uh, is there any Bahamas laws that oversee this stuff? Are they trying to catch up and, and play that game too, or are they lax and that's how it's designed? I, I think it's a little more lax over there. I can't uh, uh, cite any of their, their laws by uh, offhand. You didn't pass but, the bar in the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, I did not pass okay. the Bahama bar. Okay. But, <laughs> I, uh, my presumption is that it's a little more lax, and that's why companies are setting up uh, overseas right now, because they don't have to worry about uh, restrictions and regulations uh, from those governments being uh, uh, put, placed on them. Okay, so billions of dollars essentially down the drain, or I guess the investment money that has been invested down the drain. And now that they're in bankruptcy, everything is frozen. What does that mean? So if you were a customer of FTX, it means you can't access your funds right now. Okay. Like everything's on lockdown. So Does it just freeze wherever it was before? You have X amount of coins as you did before, or does the value of your account still go up and down based on the value of the coins you hold? So you still have uh, the same amount of coins in there, okay. but those coins are fluctuating day to day. Yes. So it may go up, it may go down. As we've seen in the last year, it's been going down. And being able to uh, cash out, uh, essentially, it's impossible. is... Yes, and it makes it very difficult when you could be seeing your assets depleting over the next couple months while this bankruptcy proceeding uh, is ongoing still. 708 says, lost a ton of money on FTX. Do we still have to pay capital gains? 
Do I just go to wow. jail? What happens with that? So it's uh, it, it's it's, it's bad question. news. It's bad news. So um, the Tax Cut and Jobs Act that was passed in 2017, it removed you taking a deduction on your Schedule A, like itemizing these losses. Now uh, what you can do, once it's uh, been decided that this is a, um, it's a worthless asset, mm-hmm. that you can't get it back, FTX is not going to be issuing any of these funds back, then you could write it off as a capital loss, but you're limited just to what the basis is. Uh, it wouldn't be the fair market value. So if you paid $50,000 for Ethereum or Bitcoin and you're holding it, but right now it's valued at, we'll say, 150000 You've tripled like, your money in, yes, in theory. Yes. So you would have a fair market value of 150000 in there, but you could only write off the loss of the 50000 that you initially put in, uh, your, your basis in the, uh, in the asset. And and that and a write-off doesn't mean you're getting that money back. You're it, just writing it off exactly. your, your, your adjusted exactly. gross income. It, it could be... It could be used to offset other capital gains if you had any. And then oh. you're limited to only $3,000 on non-capital gains. Uh, so if you, um, you know, have a significant amount of uh, self-employment income, it, you could only use $3,000 of that loss to offset your self-employment income, and then it just carries forward to the, the following years. Well, we say this is going into bankruptcy court. Is that in Bahama bankruptcy court, or is that an American bankruptcy court? No, no, it'll be in a U.S. bankruptcy court, and uh, it does not move quickly. So it's, it's going to be a very long, drawn-out process, and right now we're recommending that most of our uh, clients, they sit tight, that they don't try to claim the loss right now until the bankruptcy proceedings uh, run their course because they might end up receiving um, a portion or uh, hopefully all of their uh, investment back. And if they do claim it as a uh, as a capital loss, then they're going to have to report it as ordinary income. And that ordinary income is taxed at a very high rate yeah. compared to capital gains. So I've obviously Gordon Law Group, you guys have done a lot of work with cryptocurrency. You guys know this stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you had customers from FTX reaching out to you guys? Uh, not yet, since it, it just happened yes. on Friday, but I have a feeling that <laughs> it's um, there, there might be an avalanche of this. If someone is harmed by this, can they reach out to you guys is there at least to talk to you all about it? Uh, absolutely. And what we would do is uh, we could develop a plan to move forward and how they're going to, um, uh, I guess, address this issue in their tax planning for 2023. Is this is going to be a uh, significant loss for a, a lot of people? I mean, they had a lot of funds tied up in here. It's one of the largest um, uh, crypto exchanges in the world, and I feel like a lot of people are going to be, be in some trouble. They're very concerned about this. When some people are saying this is the end of coin-based uh, currency, other people are saying, "Well, stop. Let's let's hold on. This is a bump in the road, perhaps for cryptocurrency. Blockchain technology is still really strong. There's a future." Where, where do you sit on that fence? I know this is hard because obviously you guys know a lot about this world. Where do you think? I, I don't think it's going away. Mm-hmm. I, I still think that it has a very strong foothold in um, the, the everyday person's life, that they're, they're using this to uh, not only as an investment, but also as you know, a decentralized uh, finance like type of uh, payments. Like you, you can use this without it being recorded if you don't want to, uh, uh, I guess, sort of... To, be off the grid if you wanted to purchase a uh, uh, whatever anything, it is, anything. It's off the grid a little bit. Yes, yes, and a lot of people uh, enjoy that privacy. And I don't think it's going to go away. I think this was a pretty big hit for it, but it's um, 
likely going to be sticking around for foreseeable future. I just got a text from the 6 3 I'll have to confirm this. There's a lot of rumors flying along, but I saw that uh, this person texted in that a Canadian teacher's fund had funds there. I don't know if maybe some of oh, these wow. pensions groups were investing in some of this, at least part of part of what they had, mm-hmm. potentially seeing a giant upside. But that's a whole other thing, right? I mean, yeah. th- this is going to have ripple effects for weeks, I imagine. Oh, a- absolutely. Years. Like, it's... Uh... <laughs> It's, big. It, it's yeah. This is this is very big. It's, as I said, it's about fifty billion dollars in assets that are now frozen. So it's it's going to affect a, a lot of people that invested in. Hopefully, there weren't a lot of uh, pension investments in yeah. this because that that's, whew, that's no good, detrimental. All right. So if people have had any concerns, they've been affected by this. Gordon Law Group is a great place to go. GordonLawLTD.com is the website. Is there a phone number? I see one on the website I can give out if that's what you guys prefer in case people want to call. Contact uh, Gordon Law Group, 847-584-1426. But the website's a good place to get started, right? Oh, absolutely. All right, GordonLawLTD.com. All right, John Nagel, you broke that down well for us. I appreciate it. Thank you. All <laughs> right, we will take a break. Then we got the news and more. Then more coming up on Let's Get Legal. <laughs> 